Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert. That's Eric Martins. Wait. That's Eric. Eric Martins. This is <laughs> the fantasy golf pod. Am I frozen? No. Oh, it's frozen on my screen. This is the Sunday night support group. We've made it live onto the internet. Cheers. You'll find Cheers. us every Sunday night. Cracking beer. Clicking names. Well, no, not Sunday nights. We're just chatting and talking golf. No. No clicking. Um, I'm inside again. It's so cold. <laughs> All right, yeah, chat along. This is it. This is the uh, portion that I tell you, hey, if you're watching the replay, give us a comment, like, and subscribe, do that stuff. If you're uh, in the chat, holler. Barry's in there. Always a week late, he says. Oh, Jish is in here. Everybody's in here. Okay, good. We're getting some people in here. We're having some fun. We're cracking some beers, <laughs> chatting some golf. Chat along, because the person that chats the most is going to win 12 bucks. We're going to send you 12 bucks. Join the Albatross with us, a contest, single entry, trying to, you know, chase that cash comma. Hashtag cash <laughs> comma. <laughs> All right. Boys. Hmm. All right, what are we going to do? Oh, well, yeah, we, we, we want to reward the people watching, you know, the ones that are chatting along live. You don't have to be here live. You can watch this later. You can see this uh, on YouTube replay or on iTunes. But, yeah, it's better to be here live. It's more fun, isn't it? Way more fun. Okay. Are you having fun? I'm having a blast. My internet <laughs> might cut out for one second, though, so just start talking. Okay, I'll start talking, and his internet will cut out. But that's fine. Okay, well, like I said, we're going to reinvest into our people. And we're going to try to, you know, win money on DraftKings with that money that we're winning off of uh, having viral videos on YouTube that get massive views. I don't know. What else? We're, uh, you know, low stakes players for whatever. We're bad at technology, too, because Eric's already out of here or in here. I don't know. Let's win some money is what. Barry's telling us to do. I know, Barry. God, where did Martins go? I wanted to ask him, why is he even able to do this on Valentine's Day? We're both married. My wife's very confused at my lifestyle. Uh, he doesn't want... Okay, whatever. We don't need to talk about Valentine's Day. We can talk about... Oh, he's oh he's back. Okay, so I got to add him to the stream. I don't know how... Sorry. Sorry. Hey, there... I was going to ask you, like, what's your wife doing right now? Well, how are we able to do this? Are, is your wife as confused as my wife is that it's Valentine's Day and I'm choosing to have a beer with you in the basement? <laughs> I don't think Christine and I have even said the word Valentine's Day today, actually. So I'm kind of lucky. Oh, you're one of those? Yeah. Well, okay. It's an absolute joy. Okay, we are done with that. Let's talk about what we're going to do tonight on tonight's show. Uh, we will talk about the winning game, uh, lineup in the short game. Of course, we'll do that. We're going to talk about, hey, that's what we are. We're low-stakes players. We play in the $1 short game. It's the best contest in the DK lobby. It is very fair, actually, in terms of payout structure. It allows for 20 lineups. So you don't feel like you have to go in and 
die on a hill. You can choose a couple names, a couple things, have some fun, but still have a chance of winning a thousand bucks, cash in the comma. That's what we're trying to do. The you know percentage of money paid out, rake, it's typical, it's kind of normal, but at the same time, that's our game. So yeah, do the short game. Uh, and then we're going to talk about our normal stuff. We talk about we're talking about outrage. What was the outrage this week? There's a lot of things, you know, range finders, strokes gains, shot tracer, PJ Tour Live had commercials, and people were mad about that. Speed upset people, and we may have a guest for that segment. That's coming up. Uh, that is a great segment. And then the other ones we have, we're talking about, you know, typical PGA DFS strategy that we get into. We'll talk about if we were told things and if they were correct. We were told. <laughs> And then, hey, we have some polls on Twitter. We did those. That's kind of fun. And then we'll reference that. We'll talk about those. So, yeah, what we want to do is actually going forward kind of use our Twitter as uh, a way to get some interaction going. Like, you know, we'll put up as we're creating whatever content for Sunday Night Support Group, something comes up, we'll tweet it in a poll, and then people will maybe be able to see it. So there's that. We'll do that. Uh, and we'll talk about what went viral. We'll talk about the news of the week. Um, that's about it. Oh, that's just, that's what we do. We discuss the news and the notes and everything that you need to know so that you don't fear, feel fear that you missed out on something. No fear. We'll, we'll cure your fear. Here. No fear. Uh, what should we start with though? Like this week we could start with speed. Is he back? People are going to say, I saw what I was seeing on Twitter, that he can't be back unless he wins. No, of course not. He's Who said that? To- Tim Anderkost. <laughs> he Tim? responded to our, our poll. That was crazy. Well, Feinberg tweeted about it or something. Uh, I think a couple of top tens uh, is good enough for yeah, me. a couple of 54-hole leads. My God. Yeah. Awesome. If you think uh, Speed's back, let us know. Uh, Jish is I think mocking because <laughs> from the texts that I exchanged with Josh Bennett over the weekend, I don't know if he's truly believing in strokes game speed. Uh, <laughs> let's look at the, the Twitter poll we put out. I think it was after round one. The problem with this is that um, it's going really slow. This stream yard takes up a lot of internet and I'm in the basement. I'm at my house. I am amateur hour. I am hashtag not expert. Making it up as I go along here, and uh, I can't be in the garage because it's too cold out there. It's, I mean, it's supposed to be the vo- the worst weather we've had in decades tonight. It's terrible. How's it? How's it in North Dakota? Are you in North Dakota? Yeah, I am. It's How cold. Uh, pretty cold out. It's okay, not good. I found this this thing now. I gotta figure out how to share it. Well, is Speed back? Is the poll? Um, I'm going to share. Oh, wait, stop sharing that. Yep, remove that. Share. Ah, uh, you guys are pretty good at this. <laughs> Come on, share it. God damn it. Okay. Uh, hold on. Oh, P is in here. Sorry. Hey, what's up, man? You won a lot of money. We can talk about you, but well, let me go back to you. I got sharing the screen here, and I'm showing our fantasy golf pod page. And there's a Twitter poll that we put out on February 11th. That was three days ago, after wow. his first round. Dude, 51% people said that he was back then, after first round or whatever it was. And uh, I don't know. 
this seems like if you did the poll again right now, you could find that people would probably put it at 65, 70%. I think he's back. I, how do you argue that he's not back? I mean, I, I haven't looked at I was going to look now here, but going into round four, he was gaining off the tee. He was like t- like top 20 in the field off the tee, which was what was killing him last week. And uh, he wasn't putting well, which nobody puts well on uh, Poa. But yeah, this is this is exciting. This is great. I'm sure his yeah. So he he did drop down off the tee there, but approach game's good. He didn't putt like we expect our guy to putt. You know, he didn't putt like the snail. That guy's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. What the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. He's doing that now. Mark Hubbard. <laughs> But yeah, Spieth was on fire. This little hook shot in, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, that was awesome. Sorry for the sh- crap quality. Have you seen these shots? You saw this. This is part of the viral segment that we can talk about. He might um, be back. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I like it. What else is new? All right. What else should we talk about? Because this is what we do. We're going to talk each Sunday night. We're going to recap the week. We're going to go live on the internet. And we're going to talk about the winning lineup in the short game. Typically. Did you see the Lashley uh, meltdown there, the four-putt or whatever it was? I did. And then that he stopped was- the course like it was the, the green's fault. Uh, yeah. What a crazy thing. Mud ball? Who's, what do you think? It's a mud ball on that speed curve ball? Josh trying to claim it was a mud ball. And that's what, you know, <laughs> tons of skill on that shot. Can skill be also luck? Can luck be skill? Well, there's. I think we've been saying this for a long, long time that golf is not just skill; it's luck. What if your right. ball ricochets? I mean, like, what did Hoagie hit his ball in the fucking tree on 18, and it got lodged in there? I guess that's bad oh, yeah, luck. That's real skill or luck. Or that's bad or luck. luck, straight up. I wonder yeah, how so that. Maybe Spieth has more good luck than other people. Lashley ended up in the. GPP winning lineup in the short game. Hey, quick shout out to our guy, Kenny Kim, getting the good vibes going. Honestly, like that's crazy. Uh, Kenny had the same lineup twice in this contest. Did did he say why he did that? Or I, I don't saw know that- if he did. I think he just thought he liked it the most and he double bulleted, I guess, is what he kind of claimed. So Kenny wow. Kim had uh, fifth place, a, a kind of an ultimate tie with a bunch of people. That's what Yeah. But these are different lineups with the same score, which is nuts. That'll happen. So let's look at that that top uh well, team. well Kenny had good karma because Kenny wrote a review on my uh solo. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you don't know, I'm a realtor and I uh requested that everybody ask or every you know, go write a review for me on Zillow. If you haven't done it, go do it. Uh, you don't even have to work with me or live in Minnesota. You just can write me a review. Pretend that if you would work with a realtor, you'd work with me. But Kenny reached out. He's like, tell me what to say. I'll do it. So he got good <laughs> karma. He ended up in fit. That's what we like to see out of our guy, Kenny Kim. If you want to know more about Kenny Kim, the uh, host of the Degenerates podcast, Golf Degenerates podcast, I had an interview with him and saw the Fantasy Golf Pod interview series, part of the whatever podcast, Apple iTunes or on YouTube. Anyway, let's go back up to the top. This is Tester. Test. Who cares what his name is? He got Berger, Strillman, Homa, 
Tringali, Lashley, and Bhaktia. Akshay Bhaktia. Would you ever have clicked him this week? How did how did people think to click him? Because Kenny was on him too. Batia. I looked at him. Um you know, he had, yeah, like you like you can see right there, he had some upside at the T9 back in September. So he yeah. came out guns blazing in round one and shot an eight under and Bakhtia was 6,500. So you get a little actually Bakhtia who's 19 or what is he even younger than that? Is he eight? Is he not even 19 yet? Yeah. He's uh, a young, a young man. So, so then um, I think Epat or somebody tweeted about seeing him. I don't remember. This is the problem is I, I take in too much content. So then I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> And then basically, I can't remember who's touting who, but someone did say something about him, like he's on fire somewhere. Oh, maybe it was Skyler Hook, Hook, whatever. Hook. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. Either way, back to the winning lineup. You got that uh, Dia guy. You got Ashley Lashley in there. I don't know how Nate Lashley at seventy one hundred dollars only was four point five percent. I thought maybe they'd be he'd be more owned than that because of the visit performance the week before the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Does that? make people click him i don't know maybe but whatever he was here and then homa and Gali and streelman peppering the ak range it's a good <laughs> peppering the ak range always yeah. and then take the burger savings like you took the burger streelman start which is like total chalk like you're not supposed to do i mean he's even eating some tringali chalk put some homa chalk into his life and then he just pivoted the last two and got himself a gpp and this guy didn't have any FOMO as far as like rostering, you know, star-studded names. He took Burger, and then after that, it's, you know, hoping for the best with these guys that you're, you know, not sure what you're going to get: a, a Streelman, a Homa, a Tringali, a Lashley, a, a, a Batia. So, so good for this person. Just more evidence of FOMO being a real, a real thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I made most of my lineups have at least two guys that were. You know names. These is uh, you can do anything. All the all the top names, even the fifth. Everybody has a random different combination. It doesn't even matter. You get to the top by getting to the top differently. This dude, second place, he used Maverick McNeely. That was my guy, Joe's guy. He almost did it. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, Cantley Berger got third place with a spray of some. And then you got this one has Steel and Harmon. Harmon, who was 18%, scored 73 points. It doesn't even, that's not even that great. <laughs> no. This is crazy. You had to have, so you basically had to have a Burger Lashley. Most of these, oh, there's Burger Lashley. This one doesn't have Lashley. <laughs> I, I could have maybe, no, see, I would never have used Knox, too. I don't know. I don't know how Furek was 13%. Oh, my God. Why? That was crazy. Should we talk about that? About about uh, Furek? Uh, who is the most owned? This is what we do. We now go to... Oh, man. Remember, this didn't work. Joe, Joe was pointing out the fact that Mav almost did it, and I laughed because they showed uh, Maverick watching... Watching Burger drain that eagle putt, and he uh -huh. was like, "Oh my god, it's hilarious." 
All right, now you're looking at the screen of me showing this spreadsheet. These are the people that were the most owned of the week and how they ended up performing. I get this G out of here, I guess. Uh, so this is the chalk of the week. Will Zalatoris. Oh, and he was awful, too. He made the cut. I mean, you could have had him, or you could have had Cantley, or you could have had Berger. Cantley and Berger were a domination factor at 25 and 21%. That's ridiculous to think to fade that chalk. Harmon, right up there. Fine. Eat it. Even Matt Jones, not terrible. 62. I mean, this isn't bad at 70%. You got Struman, was great. He's in one of the winning lineups. You got, oh, Malnati. So what happened there? Who picked Malnati? I did. <laughs> <laughs> so you got HV3 was the other chalk that kind of, I mean, like you're talking about Molinari being bad, but he, you know, at least was there and had a chance, but then got a penalty and then top, Cole topped it. That we can talk about in a second. But we got basically of the guys that were above. 20, 10%. Um, on average, they scored 74 points on DraftKings. How is well, that? I mean, you can't fade those names. No. You have to use those names. So it's just about, then it's about getting different. Hold on. I'm, again, not very good at Oops. You got to sort by points now. So who scored the most? Are you using Excel? Yeah. This is you download this from DraftKings. You can download this after the contest is over. If you open up a, any team that you had in the contest, you look at the left hand corner of the DraftKings page on a desktop computer. It says download uh, X file or whatever. Boom. You get the percentage of ownership, you get the points they scored, you get everyone's team. Yada, yada, yada. I don't really look at all that, but I look at this. I look at the top. DraftKings scoring week. Daniel Berger and Maverick McNeely, both of them were people I liked. and had, I was shocked to see that you could get Mav McNeely at 3.3%. When that came out, I was like, I might have a really good week because I had about six or seven shares of Maverick McNeely. Patrick Cantley, you can't fade the top price guy anymore, maybe. Although DJ was the true top price guy. So in a situation where you can look at technicalities, he wasn't the top price guy when it came out. Cantley did score 111. Jordan Spieth, Mr. DraftKings scoring score looks extraordinaire. Jordan Spieth. <laughs> Nate Lashley is there. I mean, and then Hoffman, who, of course, blew up Jish Swish the week before when we had that contest where us three were in it. But then here he is at 4.5%, still 4.5%, which is confusingly high. And then he was dominant. <laughs> I mean, like, in a hard... In a hard we can get to, we were told this was going to be a hard course. But, <laughs> uh, Max Homa was a great play. He even said that he was going to be good here. He was ready to be good here. You know, it was only 12.3%. I was thinking he would be chalker than that, but 100 points. You got Tringali, Tringali, Truther, Tom Hoagie. That's the dude. You could have had a lot of Hoagie, Eric, because you're a Hoagie eater. You eat a lot of Hoagie. Yeah. And he was 1.7%. He scored 94 points. I'm just glad he didn't make it on the winning lineup. Look at Jason Day and Paul Casey. They were good. I mean, Streelman's good. Everyone should have been more on him, or Cameron Davis was good, too. Like, so, like, the, the Neesmith at 8,000, where you're like, wow, that's crazy. That's kind of high. He was fine. Where did Norlander end up? Oh, he's way down here. It's like, if you yeah, score 70 points on DraftKings, you're good. Like, you could be in the winning lineup, like, easily. So you don't have to overthink this. You can have chalk as long as you pick two people that are random. 
Right. All right. Are we done with showing that part of the life? Yeah. How's this uh, team of Nadi? Um, next up in the program is we were told. <laughs> no, next up in the program is when you get the notification from DraftKings about how much you won, but when you didn't <laughs> actually win, it's a humiliating moment. You hate that. It said I won eleven dollars, and it's like, no, I I, I lost twenty three dollars. Yeah. Did the things we were told come true, Eric? That's what we do. We review what we were told. And each week, uh, it's kind of funny to look back at. We laugh like even on Thursday, like, weren't we told things like this isn't coming true at all? Like, this is supposed to play super hard this week, like in U.S. Open. They won't have any birdies. Spieth said that, right? Everyone said that. I, I was like kind of shocked that there were some people saying that. And I was like, "What? No." Well, we were told we were told that that Pebble would be easier on Friday with with no uh, wins compared to Spyglass, and that did come true. So if right. you played Showdown and you know targeted Pebble guys on 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 Thursday, but it didn't really end up mattering ultimately because like it evened itself no. out. There was no Monterey Peninsula this year, so it was going to be no birdie fest, is what I I was told. <laughs> so I was like, huh, the winning score could be like 12 under. Uh, they fucking killed the place, even with the bad weather, even with the thing. So, hey, yeah, McNeely was a good call by me, but I I don't really need that. Thanks, P-Dub. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the things we were told. I got more. Course history mattered. It's a course history course. And guess what? Now we know that that's true. It is. Uh, the future of fantasy, Josh Kopp, a friend of the program, he did tweet out something that correlates course history with success here. And if you've had success here a lot, you're going to have maybe better chance of having success here. So maybe do a course history more or less next year. Joe Idoni told us to do that too. So if you watch the Preferred Lines podcast or you listen to that on iTunes, you can hear Joe say that last week. Um, we were told that people spinning the ball too much would have a problem with the greens being front or like back to front. And it would just roll off. I don't know if that ended up mattering. Uh, we were told Norrin would be good in the wind, but we never really <laughs> got a chance to find that out because he just was so bad early that he didn't even play. Um, it was bad. Yeah, you hate Norrin. God damn it. <sighs> uh, we were told HP3. <laughs> he chalk? It was like 13%. Yeah. Why do people do that to themselves? People just, people hope. They yearn. They yearn for something. I guess. Um, we were told that Spieth probably won't follow up his good performance with another good performance at a place that he won at <laughs> previously. And, like, why wouldn't he be good again? He was good at pretty much everything last week except for putting. And that, or what? I don't even know. What was he bad at last week? No, he, he, was, he was good at everything except for off the tee. And then this week he was good at everything except putting. Right. Yeah. So like, <laughs> except it's going to be fine. So we were told not to play speed and be worried about speed and that he'll be bad again, but he wasn't. We were told that strokes gained help predict athlete performance. Should we get Ooh, into boy. that? That was uh well, we're told that every week, uh, you know, 
That's part of outrage. Yeah, we can talk about that in a second. About maybe we talk about strategy quick. Uh, I sure. did some thinking of some thoughts over the weekend, and um, I did think that like, is hold on. Okay, so it, could there be? Oh, I could take this off the screen. Watch this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna get good at this. This is my third time doing this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Eric, if a guy has played two events in a row, the he, you know I want to target him that next week on the third event in a row. Where let's see, you know how he goes out. Okay, yeah, he, you know first week he gets his little rust off. You know the second week he's trying to figure things out, and then by that third week he's to prove it. Week it's the week that he knows he wants to be his best. So I want to target Brooks is this kind of way where he's even said that he's the best in his third week. And what did he just do? Bad, bad win on his third week. So I want to try to target these people. If you're going to pick like between a guy or you're trying to figure out, you know, between one guy and another guy, if the guy has played two weeks in a row, this is like Jason day this week. I was kind of worried. Jason day, Cut, cut T seven. Yeah. So that happens, I think to people. So I'm going to start looking for that. I don't know how you can, is that maybe potentially recipe for overthinking? What what if they do well for the first two weeks? You know, maybe you get, even they're peaking. I don't know. Yeah, right. But I think it was like JB Holmes too was bad, bad, and then good. Like his third week, he was finally <laughs> like, I don't know. There's just like for me, I if a couple times I thought about it and then I wrote it down. Either way, FOMO is a problem when you, you you've talked about this we've talked about this you can't have the fear of anything when you're clicking right i mean it's a natural response to clicking i think clicking with fear? playing with well, scared uh, money no you know you so here's the thing is that my my spray method i think i'm gonna have to abandon and then just oh the embrace. 50 names let's talk about that quick how you uh, chose 55 names or something this week. And none of them were Cantley. Well, you didn't need Cantley, fortunately. So I, I mean I can I can say you didn't that. Need him. You would have made money actually, then you would have like had a notification that you would have liked from DraftKings versus one that you would think was annoying because you had, if you hadn't used KJ Choi and you had just used Cantley in one lineup. I used Cantley in one lineup, and that was my second best lineup. Well, I was hoping that KJ Choi would be the uh, Ashke Batia. So why you know. did you think that? That was a thought that you should have had. We, we, hey, we're always searching for the bad name that might be good. And it's well, that's not. true. And that's Nothing what what I sense. what I that's what I selected. I also I also clicked six thousand dollar Ricky Barnes who hadn't missed a cut in his last three outings. That was a foolish mistake. So Ricky Barnes, my God, that is desperate. I think no, it's not desperate. It's it was just foolish. Yeah, that was a bad idea. So okay. <laughs> now I picked 34 names in my 22 lineups. Well, I guess 35 names in my 23 lineups because I added another lineup at the last second because I was pressured into it by my guy <laughs> on Twitter telling me to pick a Cantley lineup and he'll pay me to do it because he's so confident. And then like, I'm glad I did because it was the most profitable lineup I made. It was your best one. Yeah, it was my most profitable. I had another lineup in the short game that had more points, but I didn't. I only made ten bucks off my dollar off that lineup, and I made like sixty or thirty-five or something. I don't know, whatever. Doesn't matter. 
all I'm saying is that that's a lot and that might be too many because I think what you need to do is you need to just decide, hey, I'm going to choose somebody. I'm going to pick. I'm going to make a decision because that's what I was. I was. I did a little bit of the fear of not making a decision, of not taking a stand. And I had a fear of that. Now, I was also thinking, Eric, there's an in- there's a there's a middle because I was telling you my gut plays ultimately hit this week. I had a lot of gut plays that hit. But I wasn't all in and I wasn't heavy this week on my gut plays because I was trying to be conservative and not whatever. (laughs) But what I shouldn't do is I shouldn't take my gut plays and play a ton of them. There's a happy medium. okay, right. You you don't want to get like too into your gut plays that you're like in love with them because who am I? How do I know anything? I'm not smart enough to like have a good gut. But at the same time, I don't want to pick all these names that are just random and just pepper everything to pepper everything to basically put every chip on my roulette board just to, cause I'm, you know, what am I doing this for? I still want to use it on my names, but my name, I don't smart enough to know that my names, I don't know anything. So they're just stupid names. So there's a happy medium is what I'm trying to say. Does that make any sense where you're like, yeah, use your gut, but don't be stupid enough to think that your gut is going to be good. Like, but when it, but what are you doing this for to have fun? To make you know predictions well what about jason roslin uh 100 what was it can't lay spieth yeah he's probably pissed he did that because if he hadn't done that and he had done like 80 percent that he'd have 20 percent. he'd probably have 10 percent with danny Berger, and then those lines might have actually combined to actually have that hit of the 50k so he's in hindsight it looked really good but in reality all you need is that one lineup now I'm sure he's happy with his process, but I don't know. Maybe he would. I'm going to ask him, actually. He's going to be the guest on the Preferred Lines podcast tomorrow night. So I'll probably just bring it up. Hey, are you pissed you didn't use, like, at least two or three burger lineups? Like, could it? I don't know if he did. Maybe he combined Cantlay burger speed, but I, I'm not sure. That seems that seems difficult. I think it's, I think it's just more evidence because I went through this a couple weeks ago where you start looking and you're like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm poised on a Friday. I'm poised mm-hmm. on a Saturday. You're not really poised because look what happened. I mean, people that had Nate Lashley that was making them uh, uh, be profitable, that ended real quick with that four putt. You know, things well, changed with like six. Well, yeah, we saw Lashley was still in it, but like yeah, I mean, there were people that were hinging on that you know, because of some other uh, names on their teams. Well, like a McNeely penalty. For nothing or a Knox penalty for nothing. Right. Those things affected the score of person's score. Could have had a streak or a bo- I know Maverick could have had a bogey free round on uh Saturday. So but looking at your DraftKings lineup, I mean I'm gonna continue to do it. I'm I'm saying this as a hypocrite, but looking at your DraftKings app anytime before like you know Sunday at like two is probably pointless. But you got to look at it on Saturday morning and see if you have any six for sixes. That's all. You got to look at Saturday to see or six Friday night. Yeah. After that, you know, maybe just keep track of them on your PGA Tour app because so much changes so quickly as we saw uh, on, on this Sunday afternoon. It was it was a great tournament. It was happening. Right. That eagle, uh, that eagle, fucking a man by Berger, just draining. I mean, what a shot to put it in there and then a putt to do that. I mean, God, these guys are fucking good. Okay. Uh, we know nothing makes sense, good or bad, bad or good, but we also learned stuff, dude. I learned a little more about how to play DFS better. So what is it? Well, play hot form, always. I, I just, we go back to, like, what's the rule of thumb? Like, 
who did well the week before, just try them again. It's really simple, kind of. Like, we don't know anything about anyone, about any of these golfers. So you might as well just play the guy that you just saw well do well six days ago or five days ago versus over some random guy that you don't know where he has been. He could have been anywhere. Like, there's no reason if there's a $7,300 guy that was like, oh, top 20, even or even just made the cut the week before. You at least saw him versus the guy that hadn't played or missed the cut and was bad two tournaments ago. Like, I don't know why, you know, maybe we just play or overthinking it. We just need to play the guy that plays well. Just play him again. I clicked a lot of those guys that have been playing well. I sprayed them. Like, do we really think that the guy's going to arrive four days later and just be bad all of a sudden? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's whatever. It's course suitability. It's, you know, sometimes I think Nate Lashley was good last week because it was the course he's used to playing. I mean, that's kind of like the Han thing where you get burnt by doing it with Han. You saw him. He's good, but he does like the course, the TPC Scottsdale. So play him here. Oh, he missed the cut. Well, Ashley played well last week. He's got good form. He almost the first round leader, six hundred through seven holes. Like he was great to start off, and he was great overall. But like, how do you pick between the two? I mean, and like one of them is supposed to be more expensive, so it's supposed to be better. So pricing is an illusion on James Hahn, whereas Lashley was less expensive. You could use Tim. So I mean, do nothing leads to answers. Well, I think what we learned in this week is that in a field like this, we I think we knew this already is that the difference between like some of those, you know, lower AK down to the seven K and even the upper six K it's, it's all toss up. Like you said, James Hahn, he was coming in hot. So was Nate Lashley, who was almost a thousand dollars less on DraftKings, And look what we, we got from him compared to, to, to Han. So it's, you know, you, you are having to make some differences. I think the bills that we, we were seeing that, that were winners were like, I, I think going back, you know, there was no FOMO about like I need to pack in Daniel Berger and uh, you know uh, Patrick Cantlay together or Daniel Berger and they just went 10k eight eight seven seven six and didn't worry about it you know and I thought that's good for them I wish I would have had that mentality. <laughs> I would have been a little bit more profitable this week, but I think we're going to have a very different approach when it comes to uh, the Genesis uh, here uh, coming up. Okay. Well, we don't need to talk about that quite yet. We won't. No, we won't. Talk about that, like no. I want to get out of the section of PGA DFS strategy and move to the outrage section of the week, but because <laughs> there was go. kind of a blend of that where like, do you look at strokes gain stats when you do your research? Do they help? I, I, who, who, we need to have, I, I'd like to see some evidence here going forward. Like somebody who's a big winner showing their model and how their lineup was built based on that strokes gain stats model or whatever they used. Have we seen that? Do we ever see that on Twitter? Why would their model equate to anything? Well, no, that's why I'm, I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking like when people win, they don't show it because it doesn't exist, it doesn't happen. Because it doesn't happen. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But so, <laughs> so the outrage of, of those people saying that stroke gains don't matter. Who was that? Steve Elkington? Yeah. 
and uh into that outrage yeah 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 because this is the part of the program everybody what were people outraged about and this week i want to bring in a guest i want to bring in just swish hey guys he is a contributor to the rotor baller he is another one here to do with you oh heck yeah I, I I was gonna go to the uh, the liquor store today and get one of those. Not not kidding, but they were they were closed on my way home. So, because <laughs> oh, you wanted the Mick Golden Light. Uh, he's a sponsored by Mick Golden Light. His name is Josh Bennett. Uh, I should be brushes his teeth with Mick Golden Light. Uh, no, we have seen Josh um, winning last week. Or when did you win money? It's a couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Nice. Two weeks ago. So you already right. spent it all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had a I had a big eight dollar win this week. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a profit? No, no. <laughs> I got I got the eight dollar the eight dollar win notification from Draft. Yes, me too. Eleven eleven dollar notification. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that, oh, this cut scared them. That's so true. Don't yeah, you gotta have amnesia. That's an, a strategy we always imply. Uh, my guy Patrick Trent brings that up, but anyway. So we're into the outrage section of the program. This section is sponsored by FanshareSports.com. Well, it really should be sponsored by Josh Bennett because he loves <laughs> he loves to tweet outrage. He's, he gets angry. All right, now we're bringing you in because we we want to hear your takes and your anger, and I want to argue with you about things, including strokes gain. But that's the last thing that we're going to talk about in the outrage section. There's more outrage this week. First. Foremost, range finders. Who, who's the most outraged about this? Why? Why are they? I, I'll tell you what. This is the, this might be the one thing that happened this week that I wasn't tweeting and mad about. My, I think my Twitter account has just turned into like complaining about golf things. But this, uh, the range finder thing is just, mm-hmm. not, it's not something that bothered me anyways. Yeah, who cares about the range Yeah, I mean, they're gonna use them. They're not gonna use them. I mean. Who really cares? You know what it's probably gonna do? It'll probably slow things down if you think about it. They're gonna they're gonna go out there, get to a spot, and most golf people are old school. And so they're gonna go out there and they're gonna say, Oh, I don't know if I trust this technology. So they're, oh, sure. they shoot the flag, they're gonna shoot their the bunkers and, and figure that all out, and they're gonna say, Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna walk this off too, just to make sure. So oh, I, mean, I bet they'll do both. And and, yeah. and I bet you by uh, you know, end of July, the people will be like, Oh, this seems normal now. This seems normal and no one cares because it just reminds me of the flag in the cup. Like everybody was outraged about that for a minute. And then now like no one cares. No one has said anything about that for months. No. And and nobody really does it either. There's like four or five guys that just leave it in all the time. And the rest of them, like, like with the rangefinder thing, they're just old school. So they're like, oh, I don't, I don't think it matters. I'm just going to pull the flag anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> what? What a thing to be to care about. Um, all right, so then PGA Tour Live, uh, are you a member or do you sub to that, Jish Swish? I do, yeah. yeah. Are um, you outraged by the commercials? I don't, know if I'm, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm mad about the commercials. That you, they got to make their money somehow. and But they're yeah. making it on your back already. You got to pay to get into the system, so why don't they just yeah. take the money that you're paying to get into the system and then that covers it. And then yeah. the commercial, I read everything. Again, yeah. I hate going into that and be like, boom, boom, when he plays that music, and then it's like, PGA Tour Live is presented in part by blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen that probably 10,000 times, but at the same time, it doesn't bother me. Like, 
I just mute that part and wait for it to be over. <laughs> like, you know what is outraging about that is is when your internet connection starts getting spotty and it like kicks you out and it happens oh. three or four times in a row and you got to watch that stupid Callaway commercial like four times in a row before you get to Or you're watching it on your phone and it kicks you out. And <laughs> yeah. you like, like someone texts you and you go look at it and you come back and you're like, oh my God, I have to watch the FedEx thing again? Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. The, the truth is that we did a poll on our Twitter page. And besides strokes gain stuff, the most outrage, which I voted for and agreed with, was that there was no and there is no shot tracker tracer at the Spyglass Hill course. I mean, what is this? This is 2021. What the hell? Can't these players take less money as a purse just so that we can get some technology out to pay these humans to play or to, you know, mark off where the shots are and let's get us some shot tracker tracer. Is it Tracer? Trot Tracer? Tracer, I think. Or something. On the freaking Spyglass. What's going on here? Isn't Rory outraged about this too? Rory, Rory should be outraged about it because he, you know, he likes the more, the more he gets seen on TV, the the more money he's going to make, I assume. So. But at the same time, I remember him saying, like, it's kind of annoying that I go to these, like, tournaments such as this where I don't even get any stats from that round. I can't put those right. in my formulas. But I was told by Steve Elkington that players don't even look at stats. They don't that's, even care about That's it. a lie. That's just a lie. Well, so, and then this upset you. I mean, I was kind of playing devil's advocate texting with you this weekend where not even though, because I agree with some of what he said and what he said, again, if you haven't seen what Steve Elkington, who I don't know how he's still relevant, but he was on, he's on a podcast with someone, something called Samantha Marks, or is that even a podcast? I'm not sure what they do. I think it's a podcast. He said he was tweeting about something that he like has like students under that name or something. So maybe it's like a, his like, where he teaches out of, and then they do a podcast too. I don't know, but yeah, exactly. We we don't care. We don't would know. No. no, because it's Steve Elkington. Like it's, it's not right. a big deal. But what he said and that outraged people was that he thinks that all strokes gain stats are not equal. Which I that part I do agree with. Where he was saying like he gave examples that we have used in the past, where it's like, well, you know, a putt from six feet is not is not always equal, or you know, left rough is not always the same. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, whatever. You can talk shit about stats. You can talk about stats different ways, but that's all we've gotten. We know that. And this is like, hey, it did get the, like, quote, tweet terrorists to come out and about. Well, yeah. It was amazing. And it was funny as hell. And it made Eric and I laugh about it. But the strokes <laughs> in stats aren't used by PGA Tour players. That claim was. that. Yeah, that was. I think that's what set people off the most. It's just because, I mean, there's been the pros are doing all these interviews and talking about strokes games and like every interview they do. So I, I think that's what got people fired up a little bit. What he, what he said about, um, not all strokes gain are created equal. That's true. If you're looking at like single data points. So one shot into the green, that's seven feet away or whatever. That's a pillar downhill compared to another one. That's seven feet away. That's up here or downhill. They're obviously not, they're not created equal, but, the way that strokes gain works to to make it relevant is that once you start compiling all that data, it all ends up normalizing in the end. So somebody will hit it to seven feet and it'll be a crazy downhill putt one time. And then the next time they'll hit it to seven feet, it'll be crazy uphill. Well, then it just all equals out. So if you do it enough, then, then the stat makes sense. It, I mean, so what he said is kind of right, but he, he's not looking at it long-term. He's more looking at it like, Oh, somebody had one putt that was 
down. Oh, that's a specific example that I can easily talk shit about. It's the fact that like Molinari is straight up out of this tournament, and on the back nine, he puts his give a shit meter and it goes to zero, and he gives no shits. And then those stats are then screwing up Molinari's numbers for the next twelve tournaments, and he's actually doesn't he didn't or our guy Adam Scott. Leg puts this putt up there, and oh, he missed the cut by one. Yeah, shoot, <laughs> dude. We know this. This happens, and like, I'm sure that he knows this happens too. And they're not allowed to say it. So that's what's rubbish about these stats. Eric, do you have any insight on your take? Well, yeah, I mean that that first tee off from Molinari. <laughs> I mean, first off, let's just get away from the Stroh gain stats. Did you? I watched that a number of times. Here's the thing is that somebody like Molinari doing that, that's a lot different than like maybe a lackadaisical go lucky guy. Like, I don't know who, who else you could name on tour. Fucking Molinari hits that shot. And like, dude, you look and he just, and then like whoever he's playing with, like, it was like, it looked awkward. Like I was laughing. They weren't laughing there. Molinari could not fucking like, he just doesn't, he's too serious of a dude. Like, like, God, that was weird. But yeah, think about the stroke, how how much that fucked up stroke game stats, right? Yeah, for sure. His one bad, like, I, who knows what I birdied the next hole, I think, or like he was fine that day. Well, no, he got a penalty later, so that screws things up. Or right. the fact that now I had some money on him and I had him in league and like I was trying to get some points out of him. And, and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You're just giving the eject button on the back nine? Like, that's great. But I know. People of his age and his caliber, and has a lot of money. It's cold. I mean, he it, it happened. So then his stats were screwed up. <clears throat> you want some more outrage about about that shot? By the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more <laughs> outrage. That that shot got put on the internet and it got spread around the internet quickly. And then about a half hour later, they wow. just tore it down from the internet. You can't find it anywhere now. It's like what. You want you should want people to see that and be like, hey, like pros do this too. I'm, I'm like, well, okay, yes, we can do that. Yes, like, leave that I'm up there. The same fucking thing, dude. <laughs> leave God. it. God, I couldn't believe when I like. I, I think it's still on. They the wanted PGA. the ad money. They wanted the right. money. Yeah, I think there was. It's still on the PGA tour. I at least I checked it like many hours later when I was seeing all the deleted. This content has been restricted by whoever. Yeah, yeah. I, it was still. It was still on the PGA tour's official. Uh, Twitter account, but but yeah, like why? That's the reason that we make so much money on on YouTube with the videos that we've gotten. Right? Yeah, exactly. They don't because they don't put out the shit that people actually want to see, which is that yeah. a guy sculling it fucking seventy yards off the tee on the first <laughs> they would right after up. making the cut. God, that yeah, was that's fantastic content. Content. It is. It's great content. It gets it gets people interested in watching, and then it's it it brings in a. A set of golfers that's like, oh, pros can fuck up too. I mean, if you're watching golf, you hardly ever see really bad shots, and they, I, they, I assume they do that on purpose because they want it to be entertaining. But I mean, now there's there's so many people golfing, especially now with the pandemic and stuff. You got brand new golfers involved. You, you should be showing the the crappy shots too. Make people feel like they're not they're that's not brand. That's they can, what if? If it was Bryson, he would be outraged. He would take right. Okay, let's put a bow on the strokes gain stat outrage, and then we can kick Jish off. But here we go. Okay, let's do strokes gain, Josh, 
do those stats help predict athlete performance? Wow. Mm-hmm. I would I would say as predictive, no. You're not going to use them to you're not going to use them to decide who's going to win, obviously. Right. I mean, if you if you look at if you look at tournaments in the past and you start looking at strokes gained statistics, there's stats that pop out year over year based on every tournament. So a tournament one, you'll see that people that have good strokes gain approach are like insanely good during that tournament. That stuff happens, but I mean, it's no, it's, it's no more helpful than just looking at recent no. results. That's no. what a smart golf bad sack on Twitter. Mike Miller, our guy at the green square golf. He, we interviewed him and he said, Hey, I just look at recent results because that's what stats are baked into your recent results. It is. Yeah, oh, for sure. Stat mm-hmm. driven. So then why does the stat matter when you can just look at the result? So just look right. at the form and that's as good as looking at stats as, as predictive. Yeah. I, if you look at, the most correlated stats you'll find at any tournament, anytime you look, are strokes gained total, par four scoring, shots gained off the tee. Those are just that just means you're a good golfer. Yeah, <laughs> just, you probably have good results, and then you can yeah, just exactly. And yeah. if someone literally doesn't have good results but has good stats, look at the putting because they probably had bad putting rounds and they're doing. Yeah. So, like, that's how you can use the stats. But I don't know if the golfers are going to use those. I don't know if it's going to predict. Actually, all of a sudden, Lashley's now Tiger Woods. Or, like, I don't know. This isn't stat-driven. Like, randomness happens. So No. Uh, yeah, they can they can help you for sure. If you're, I mean, if you're looking at two guys and and one guy is, is really crappy with their irons recently, Josh, that's good, then it can help you make a decision. But if you're God fantasy national and you're looking at the last 50 rounds, like what he did over the last 50 rounds has no bearing on what he's going to do over the next yeah. four rounds. No, I would, I would agree there, but I mean, yeah. So that's why I say it's not, it's not predictive. If, if they've been doing really good with their irons recently, that doesn't mean they're going to go out and be insane with their irons. It, it, it can help you make a decision. It's not going to show you the answer. It's right. all we got, though. That's yeah. So that's yeah, what the sure. argument is too. It's like Rick Rungood would be like, "It's all you got. It's all we got." And we, yeah, there's nothing else you can use. So I mean, it's 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 a good place to start. But it, I mean, if you're using if you're using the stats and you're like, "This guy's gonna win," and then he doesn't win, well, it's it's not gonna predict it for you. It can just help you. Okay, that's Jish Swish. Uh, thanks for coming on, dude. You can follow him at Jish Swish and read his article on Roto Baller. Um, sure. And you can watch his other pods. How many pods do you have now? All right, I have one. Uh, we're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have a new, we're gonna have a new episode coming up uh, probably tomorrow, maybe the next day. Uh, okay. Two guys four ball podcast. We, my partner Dan Rasmussen and I at D Rascal. He uh, we had our coach on for this next one, so that's that'll be interesting. He cool. provides some good insight, so it was, it was pretty fun. I think tomorrow or the next day we should be up. So. Josh, are you still, Josh, are you still golf with us? Measly, uh, uh, non—I don't know what you would call us, but are you still going <laughs> to golf with us, right, at Geneva? This Dude, I'm, uh, I was going to ask you guys about that. I—that's like the one thing, one of the big things I'm looking forward to this summer. Me so we're too. Gonna, we're going to have to get that schedule and yeah. figure it out. Dude, I'm man, we're overnight. We can rent a little shanty in that place. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, we Just are. crush it. You know what we should do. We'll, we'll go there, we'll play, and we'll, we can do a whole podcast there. Team Perfect. podcast. Content. Hashtag content. You know I'm down Love for it. that. After Love we it. wrap like 100 McGolden Lights. Love it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, dude. Cheers. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. 
We're almost yeah. done with the program here. We have a typical recap of things, Eric. Groupthink equals bad, but chalk doesn't necessarily equal bad. Like, all of a sudden, people are saying HV3, and you don't like HV3. Don't be groupthinked into thinking to click HV3. Why now, was he? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. Was there, um, there was a stat, obviously. Was there? I mean, I know. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Mayo was on it. He was on HV3. So Ugh, maybe it was that. a stat. Okay. We usually talk about what news there was, and we talk about if Bryson or Patrick Reed were in the news, and I don't think there really was. We kind of covered a lot of that, and then we talk about what went viral. We talked about Spieth's holeouts and Molinari's top shot, so, you know, that was pretty much. Yeah, we covered that. That was viral. That was great. Okay, so now we can talk about next week. That is the Genesis Invitational. All right. We're uh, on to a real tournament. My God, the juiciest players ever. Cezanser and Berger and Burns and Calais and Champ and Connors and Davis and Bryson and Finau and Fitzpatrick and Fowler and Sergio and Henley and Hovland and DJ and Brooks and Leishman and Decky and Rory and Molly and Marikawa and Neiman and Rahm and Xander and Schaffler and Scott and Speed and JT, Wolf, Woodland, Zaltors. My goodness. Now, thanks. They're going to be uh, I don't know. Some chalk's going to form. I don't know where it's going to form. Maybe DK throws us a bone like they did last year and DraftKings had Bryson at $7,900. And he was T5. Jeez. Kucher was T2 at 7800 We won't see that. I, 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 what I was thinking is that DraftKings would do really well if they did a soft pricing for this week. You, they, 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 they don't have any, any. They don't have a choice, Eric. Did you just hear all those names? Let's talk about who will be the top. Oh, I know. I know that. I mean, this is a. It's going to be crazy. But last year, Rory actually was $11,600. There was three guys last year over $11,000. So it's you have Rory, Rob, and JT last year at over eleven. I think there will only be one. I think it will only be DJ. So that automatically will make it softer. Because last year they all, they forced you to choose Rory, Rom, or JT. And you probably wanted Rom, but JT missed the cut. Rory was all right. But you really didn't want any of those guys. You wanted to, like, go down. You wanted to get the Adam Scott was $9,000 last year. Yeah. Like, Hideki was up there, but whatever. Um, this year, what do you – okay, you got DJ, I think, is going to be the top price guy. But then the next four or so, or even Cantlay, five, or Bryson, six – Brooks, seven. I mean, it's crazy. There's so many names that are good. So the next guy besides DJ, do you think it's going to be JT, Xander, or Rom? Because you got DJ. It's going to be Rom, and then it's going to be JT, and then it's going to be Xander. And then Rory. Or is Cantley or Bryson or Brooks, they go ahead of Rory? Is this the week we're going to get a low-price, low-owned Rory McIlroy in L.A. under the radar? You know, I, I'm glad I'm not the people at uh, DraftKings trying to come up with these uh, <laughs> pricing decisions because we, I don't, we haven't seen a field like this in quite some time. But, you know, they have their algorithms and they have their, you know, they're waiting on Vegas to put out their expert. Uh, so everyone agrees in the chat that Rom's going to be second. So it looks like DJ is going to be first. I think it'll be a little over 11, maybe even 11, 4, 5. 
And then you might even see Rom at 11 or even 10-9. I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe they do do what they did last year. They don't. Because now you say you want soft pricing because you are a donkey and you suck at drafting. <laughs> the people that don't want soft pricing are the guys that are good at drafting. It's the guys that like want the separation and they want people to choose between the one of the top guys. They don't want you. To hey, whoa, 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 whoa. The only reason I said that is to if they – for a business model for DraftKings, they should make it a soft pricing week. Why? Your business is to get the high rake from the because shop. I, just because I suck, I'm not saying that because I'll, I'll well, take you're a, only I'll playing take for twenty twelve thousand dollars. I'll take twelve thousand dollar DJ. I don't care again. Give me the. I wanted to click him last week. I'm pissed. He withdrew. Okay. I would have gone a hundred percent. Okay, well, whatever. We can talk about who could be the 11 or 10K range, but it's really more important that we talk about who's on the fringe of that and that we can wait to see what happens when the price comes out tomorrow. And I will do the first look. I will go live as soon as the pricing drops, depending on my life and what I got going on. Because is it a holiday tomorrow, like President's Day or something? I want to see you in your garage again. Yeah, I'll be back <laughs> in the garage probably next week. I don't know. Not tomorrow night for sure. Not tomorrow no. night. No, definitely uh, cool. Now, Brooks, will he be in the 10K range? Will he get in there with those guys, the JTs? What? He just won. Now, you know, that's true. He'll be be 99. What about Cantley, who almost just won this? Won the Zozo or one of those things. Was $9,900 last year. Do you think it's going to be $9,900 this year? DraftKings will be making a huge mistake if they stack uh, all these people that are really good in 10K and above. You can only have three or four of those guys. Five okay, so them. then what you got to do is you got to say, oh, my gosh, these dudes, Bryson, Brooks, Cantley, Morikawa, even Berger, if he's – I mean, are you going to go back to Berger? He's $9,200, $9,400. God, I mean, he's he's good. He's really good. I mean, I he can do it again. Playing. He can do it again. What about Will Spieth again? This is third week in a row. Spieth's playing. <sighs> and what if Spieth's $9,000? That's going to be a price drop, and that'll be a savings. You, well, the field, of course. It's not the top favorite. There's only two names this week. It was literally like JT's tournament to lose, and then he dropped out. And then, yo, you bet Burger, good for you, because everyone bet Burger as soon as DJ, DJ dropped out. If you are not betting on Burger, the second DJ drops out uh, and you're able to get him at 18 to 1, if you're not doing that and immediately as soon as you hear the news, then you probably shouldn't be betting on anyone ever. Because if you didn't do that, you're a fool. Like, I did it. I did it. I didn't brag about it. I didn't post about it because I didn't even think Burger should win. But I knew the number at 18 to 1 was a great number. Like, you can't pass that up, especially if a book leaves that open. So that's what you got to do. Anyway, yeah. Well, uh, I'm, happy, I'm happy to pass up that number. But What about our guys, the pricing <laughs> the pricing on Finau or Hideki? Are they going to be in 8K range? <laughs> Why do you bring up those two names together? Because they're <laughs> sort of together. Like, I feel like they're like a pair. <laughs> who did Eric bet on this week? Did Eric bet on anyone? Uh, who? I don't bet. <laughs> this is known. I come on, give me a break. I don't involve myself. You would bet, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, okay, so then the AK range is going to be ch- ch- chack full of the things you need to pepper because you're going to have 
Scheffler, Wolf, Hovland, Neiman, Zaltoris. You're going to get all those young guys. We're going to pepper the AK race with those young guys. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, of course we're going to fucking play those names. Okay. <laughs> well, so who are we going to play in one and done? We did pick Burger for one and done, so cheers to us. Yeah. Boom. Because why wouldn't you? Again. Why would you not have taken Burger? Because you're taking Cantlay later in life, and then – when are you going to take burger again? In a field like this, like if you're not taking burger and one and done, you're dumb. Somebody good is going to win uh, Riviera. Yeah, exactly. Xander. Didn't we already use bad Xander? Did we use him? It's only been five tournaments. I don't think we've used him. We used Finau. Who cares? No one gives a shit about our one and done. Who gives a shit about our one and done? We'll, we'll decide our one and done here. Okay. Now, I need to promote the first look show that you can see on Monday. So that'll be tomorrow. As soon as pricing drops, bingo, bango, bango, I will be live. And I won't even look at the thing. I will just literally open it up. And I'll be like, holy cow, Eric and I were totally right or totally wrong. <laughs> then I will go live with Joe Idoni tomorrow night, the Preferred Lines podcast's uh, Monday night program about betting. And we have a guest. We have the Jordan Spieth truther himself. I'll ask him all the questions. Uh, Jason Rousen. So we got him on. DFS Golf for 23. Then on Wednesday, you'll see me back doing the ownership show. And then I will be on Twitter doing the house bet, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. First look, baby. Yeah, actually, you guys, uh, people are watching this first look show. It's funny. <laughs> like, that's probably the most popular thing we've ever done. First look. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis is so hard. Okay. So that's uh, that's the program. Oh, wait. No, it's not. We have to choose a winner of the Albatross ticket. Because each week, if you chat along, if you're chatting with us, you get to join us on for a free ticket. Here you go. The guy we're going to choose, his name is Dub 316 He's been chatting along the whole way. I don't know if he wants Rom, but he said Rom's going to be the next best. So Dub. Patrick Trent, you're in our league. You won Mago Bagos League this week. You got funds, but I'll still send you 12 bucks so you can join us on the Albatross, a single entry contest to try to cash comma. Uh, if you want to be in the contest with us the following week, next week, join us live on Sunday nights as we crack beers and talk golf. And hey, shout out one more time. Uh, Fansharesports.com, it's a great uh, website. You can sign up for a website subscription for 20% off using the promo code FANTASYGOLFPOD. I'm going to go chat with my wife now. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Got to go. Right? Uh, we're anti-Valentine's Day here at our household, so it's it's a good it's – a, so it's just another day. So, hey, say hi to Dr. Christine Martins for me. Yeah. Bye-bye. Goodbye. I'm gonna do the power.